another battle royale with the smart guys. Charles Walshine, of course, you know him well. From the legalese point of view, nobody better in the housing industry when it comes to forbearance and uh, foreclosure. Charles, of course, Walshine Legal, and of course, the great uh, Stephen Schwartz, entrepreneur, business aficionado, and uh, big-time uh, sports fan as well. Happy, to, happy, I would think, with baseball <laughs> coming into play today. And by the way, we'll, uh, we'll tell you who won the bronze 30 of last week. 5,000 votes. Well done. And uh, who's up for grabs? And we say very good morning to Charles and Stephen. Great to have you. Good morning, Jay. Good morning. Good morning, Charles. How are you? I'm doing okay. Okay. I'm I'm (laughs) fired up, man. There's too much much on the plate today. Like like last week. You got to give us three hours today. So tell your boss we're going till 11. Whoever's on after us, whatever they're talking about, it's not as important as what we're talking about. So make a phone. Tell Sparky to make a phone call. Uh, I'll tell you what, let's get right into it, gentlemen. Uh, and that is, uh, you know, what we have seen over the last uh, several weeks. Last night, taking down the the uh, uh, Andrew uh, Jackson uh, uh, statue. Uh, we have seen a, a lot of back and forth here. You know that. Uh, you know, we're getting rid of Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben's and Mrs. Butterworth. Uh, I'll tell you. Uh, uh, what, what, you know, a lot of people are wondering here, uh, Charles. Uh, I'll throw it at you first. Um, I mean, you can make the case here. Okay, so you want to erase, but in essence, are you eradicating? That's the big question right now. Big question right now. How do you feel about all this stuff? Monuments, statues being torn down, uh, reminders and everything else. I get it. But what's what's the overall mindset here? You know, you and I have talked about this all week, and we we sort of see in two sides of the same coin, and I talked to Schwartzy about this during the week because it's something I feel uh, I'm extremely, extremely passionate about. These, uh, these things like Aunt Jemima and, uh, and Mrs. Butterworth, these are stereotypes of, of a time that has got, has got no fond memories for me because I was not part of the antebellum South. There's nothing nostalgic about it for me. It just perpetuates a stereotype of a black maid serving white people. And I can, I, I'm, by the way, I'm absolutely surprised that these things, these, these uh, advertising and branded icons have lasted this long. It's, it, I'm absolutely perplexed. I don't know how that happens. Now, on the other hand, this goes into a bigger, um, a much bigger issue is about taking down these statues. Now, you want to talk about people um, really getting charged about taking uh, about removing Civil War um, memorabilia, and they say that, you know, like this is the same dis- discussion we had. Are you erasing history? And I said, no, you can't erase history because it already happened. I think you and I and Schwartzy also, when we started talking about this, they said, like, there's nothing wrong with having a statue of somebody. But, you know, they don't build statues of people you don't like, right? I mean, there's a bunch of people get together and say, we want to honor this person. Maybe he's from our city. He's a Civil War general. He had a plantation here. His family is very prominent. So maybe the family gets together. They get $10,000, $20,000 back in the old days. They have something cast out of bronze. Then they put it in the town square because they want to honor the guy. Well, that's great. Except 
if there's a story to tell, leave the guy up there to tell the story. He owned slaves. This is how many people died on his plantation. He traded this. He traded that. He led a, uh, he, he led a, uh, a regiment uh, as rebels um, in rebellion, basically wanting to change the Constitution of the United States. You know, tell the story. If you want the, if you want the statue up there, and it may not be a pretty story. It may be a really, really ugly story, but tell the story. I mean, that's one of the things that I think we all agree is wrong with America, and we discussed this also, is we want to tell the pretty story. We, we want to sanitize everything. But we have very, very, we have a lot, a lot of ugly, ugliness in our past, domestically and internationally. But right here, I mean, you know, you want to see, you want to see this stuff in front of your eyes? You want, to, you want to learn about Robert E. Lee? You want to learn about the Confederacy? It was ugly. The Union, what we did oh, back yes. then to, to American Indians was ugly. Yeah, so that's, uh, you want to you want to put up you want to put up uh, generals you want to have you want to go rah 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 look at look at our past tell the story because we are not telling the story we got this big hunk of tin sitting on a big big piece of uh, limestone and we don't know what the story is but, oh yeah he was some guy from back when and whatever but tell the story you know, I'm uh, done question is and, and to me Schwartzy that's what it's all about it's about telling a story it's 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 part of history it's lousy history. Uh, just like Adolf Hitler was. But it's a reminder, uh, as far as I'm concerned, as far as never to go back to that arena again. Uh, it's a reminder for young folks who we can uh, mold and shape, uh, who, can, who we can cultivate as far as being good human beings. Uh, you know, you and I and Charles, we're, we're past it already. You know, it's embedded in us the way we feel. You're not going to change. You're not going to change racism you know, for a guy who's 40 years old, you know, in essence. You know, it is what it is. But what you can change, uh, Steve, to me at least, is the culture of it all, uh, of how of how folks get up in life and how they're taught from the get-go and in the home, how parents do that job as far as cultivating and molding and, and shaping. And, again, if you're taking away all this stuff, you're erasing, but you're not eradicating because the symbolic nature of it all is that we never, never visit those roads again. I mean, how far can we go back, gentlemen, as far as change? Do we want to change? Do we want to change New York City, Charles? I'll tell you what, James York, Duke of York, sold slaves to the Americas. How far do you want to go back here? That is the question. Or do we learn? Do we educate? Do we educate and, and put forth the fact that we never visit this again, ever? But we have to teach now. We have to communicate and have constant dialogue. Steve Schwartz, go ahead. No statue is created equal. You, 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 why, why is this country so into all or none? I mean, there are some great statues out there. All of a sudden, it's like, uh, let's take every statue down. Let's, uh, we're going to make the decision on... Uh, which one is offensive and which one isn't. And, and I'm all for that, by the way. And I, I'm very sensitive towards the statues. Like you're saying, I wouldn't want to wake up in my, you know, in my neighborhood and, and ride over the uh, Adolf Hitler Bridge, okay? That wouldn't be my, 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 uh, my, my fondest uh, uh, memory. I think that that should be a, called a no-brainer. There shouldn't be an Adolf Hitler Bridge, okay? But then again, there's a lot of things that are offensive to a lot of people. So I'm all about solutionizing. Solutionizing to me is common sense. Get a five-panel judge out there. Get your five best minds from all different, you know, uh, sides of this thing. And and, and and if there are controversial uh, uh, statues, 
Have a vote. That's what this country is. Have a vote. I, I like going into city fields and seeing the Jackie Robinson uh, uh, monument statue. I like going into uh, Green Bay, all right, and seeing Vince Lombardi standing out there. But let's say five years from now, someone says, hey, Vince Lombardi did blank, blank, blank. Or, like Ty Cobb, who we all know was a very big racist, there's a statue of him out there, okay? And maybe it, it, it really, it really, like Charlie said, it doesn't tell the story. But why rip down the history? As far as I'm concerned, unless it's absolutely absurd, it should be ripped down. When we went in and we took over Iraq, what's the first thing we did? We went right after Saddam Hussein's statue. We pulled him apart. It was on every single channel in the world. And then we put an American flag right where that statue was. Because statues are personal. They, 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 they present a lot of passion. When Joe Paterno and that whole thing blew up in Penn State, and you had that whole thing with Sandusky, he was, eh, he was like, he, he, he was responsible because he's the leader, but was he the perpetrator? Was he the bad guy? No. But what did they do that really hit the Paterno believers? They took down the statue. Out of anything that happened, you could see his wife was crying. The kids were, not the statue. The statue is like, is like sacred. And I do believe that there are a lot of history in this country that needs to be told, good, bad, or indifferent. But the absurd, the absurd statue, when it's a no-brainer, that's the statue, the Saddam Hussein's of the world, the Adolf Hitler's of the world, the, I could go on and on, and I could go into every single culture and every single thing that really, really um, uh, is disturbing. Those are the statues that we should all come together as a inclusive group and say, listen, this is not working, okay? Under any regime, under any government, whether you're Republican, Democrat, you know, regardless of what, as long as you're an American, okay, we should be sensitive to everybody, but not at all of one status. And I give you solutions right now on your show. Here's solutions. A five-judge system, okay, that says, hey, you know what? Uh, 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 this doesn't make sense. This is a little bit overboard. Well, this isn't. And my last thought on this is the Italian uh, community came together to protect that Columbus uh, uh, statue. That Columbus statue wasn't touched, okay? My point is there's passion on both sides, whether you're against uh, uh, something or you're for something. People really do have a lot of passion. So it's not just, all right, take down the statue because we're offending somebody. It's also you're going to offend somebody the other way, too, who has believed their whole life in something that means something to them. And that would be just as offensive. No, what you know, and listen, the whole thing with Andrew Jackson, you, listen, you want to tell me he did some things in his past? How about the main, one of the main things he did is what this country is today, the United States of America, because of Andrew Jackson, the seventh president, of the United States, Charles, you know, the Battle of New Orleans, if people would do their homework and read a little bit more about Andrew Jackson, uh, they will pretty much decipher that he saved America. I mean, he really did. If you read way back in the Battle of New Orleans and the French and everything else, that they could have had this country, this would have been a whole different land if it wasn't for a guy like Andrew Jackson. So there's more to the story when it comes to some of these figures. 
Uh, but, you know, as far as eradicating and erasing, to me, it's history. They're symbolic. They're ways that we should never revisit again. They're teachings for our young people out here. Okay? They need to learn. They need to understand that there is no place, no place for this in our society. And what better way to symbolize than to leave those statues, those monuments up? Now, a lot of people say, hey, what about the Confederate flag? Well, that's a whole different story because that should be ripped down and burned at the stake. This is the United States of America, the greatest country in the world, the Stars and Stripes, the red, white, and blue, okay? That's what we are about right now. Not talking about that. Talking about the symbols, the hatred, the slavery, the situations of what it equates to. These are understandings that we need to embed in our children so they understand where we were and where we could never go. And that's the only way to kind of leave it and describe it best. So that's my final thought on that. Now, let's move on to another topic, and that is the uh, coronavirus real quickly. Uh, the governor now of New York wants to quarantine those who are coming from Florida uh, and to put 14 days. I love the comment Ron DeSantis made the other day. Uh, listen, uh, if it's our elderly, I hope he doesn't put it in their nursing homes. But I'm pumped. Well, with that being said, what is happening with this coronavirus in other areas? Steve, I'll throw it to you first. New York's done a good job. Listen, he is, uh, he's put it in our heads. You know, you got a distance. Uh, you have to wear your mask and everything else. It is not being done so in other parts of the country without question. You want to blame it on the protesting? Listen, you could, but there's other factors as well. Big problem. Young people are getting this stuff now. Let's not forget that. Give me your take. Well, um, get ready because, you know, we're only in probably the uh, third or fourth inning of a baseball game here. There's a long way to go. I don't think we're out of the first round yet. Um, I think that we're going to um, learn a lot. We're learning a lot of, about our neighbors uh, and about our, our, our day-to-day lives. And, and, and coronavirus has affected everybody. It's been the great equalizer. It has, it has, it has made everybody uh, realize that regardless of what you have, you could, you know, you could, you could have a, a, a great lifestyle, live in a beautiful apartment, have everything, and be really suffering right now and having the worst thing. So when they say, oh, we're going to open up the restaurants and we're going to go do this and we're going to go do that, everyone's dying, really, to get back to their normality. This, this virus is just, I mean, t- taking a, a, a life of its own. So when they sit there and say, well, 21 states now are on a, on a high rise and they're on the, on the, on the upper center and, like, Florida is getting, getting destroyed, destroyed there, you know, we haven't hit that, 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 that real second Second round isn't going to get hit till they're talking about October, November. So everybody really needs to take a, a deep breath in this coronavirus thing and say, hey, we're doing great. Look at this. The numbers are great. It's, it's this and that. This is a – we saw what this did, okay, in round one, okay? Get ready for round two. And like I said in previous shows, I don't believe this is a virus. I do believe this is a manufactured, radioactive uh, 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 evil, evil scientists who, who came up with this and, 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 and brought it right to, right to our front door. I truly believe that. I truly believe that this does not even act like a virus. I believe that, 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 that they, that our government 
is, is completely, completely not telling us the truth. So even as we speak right now, I hate the attitude of, hey, numbers are going down. And listen, that's a scary, scary, scary uh, uh, um, way of thinking right now. If I was everybody, you know, there are people in my neighborhood that said, you know what, since the, uh, since the virus is, is, is now being uh, uh, lowered, it's a great time to go back out and get supplies, basically. So, so this way we could, we, could, we could fight round two. Common sense tells you, if you could do your, do your history with that Spanish flu, you know, you had uh, uh, 40,000 killed in the, in the first round, and then the second round everyone came out, and it killed 50 million. Be careful. This, this coronavirus is not okay. a virus. It was not done by someone who uh, who went in his backyard, caught a bat, made bat parmesan, cooked it out, and then and then and then all of a sudden his family gave it to the rest of the world. It did not go down this way. This is a a, a really really a lot more uh, 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 manipulative uh, uh, delivery service to our country. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to another edition of Conspiracy Corner with Stephen Schwartz. Charles, I'll tell you. Either way you look at it, it is, uh, you know, a lot of people say a little payback here as far as what Cuomo's doing to DeSantis. Although DeSantis, since I've been splitting my time during this pandemic between the two states, done a lousy job. He opened it up. He fell on his face in the beginning with spring breakers like an MTV video. Uh, disgraceful. Then he got his act together. And lo and behold, guess what? Florida's seeing uh, 4,000 cases a day, a little bit less yesterday. But in essence, it is what it is. Uh, DeSantis has done a lousy job. He has not gotten the message out about being safe. Uh, there is still loads of people not doing the thing as far as doing the right thing, wearing the mask and everything else. What's your take? All right. Jay, you, you with me? I was, I was talking about the Cuomo uh, asking states possibly uh, to quarantine if they're going to come up to the Empire State. Give me your take on things. You know, a lot of those states got it wrong because they're – they don't want to go against their president who says that there's not a problem, that these things, that this thing is like a, it, it, it's, it, it's a, a tempest in a teapot. And clearly we saw that that wasn't right back in March. You do, and I don't want anybody to forget this, that, that this is the guy, this is the same guy who said that it was going to be gone in four days. Remember? Yep. Remember he said it was going to be gone by the end of the week? I hear you. And you're so, still there. So I don't think this is really revenge on DeSantis, but this is like saying, okay, listen, this is the story, and, 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 and this is the horrible thing about this virus, right? It's, you know, where you, you, start out, you start out with nothing, and then you saw all the nonsense that went on a month ago, and now it's catching up because it takes six, four, six weeks for the, for the, to actually see a spike. You don't see a spike in a week or two weeks or three weeks. You see it in Texas. You see it all across the Southwest where these people said, oh, it's warm, it's this. It's nonsense. This is why a common-sense approach and balancing, which is what you've been advocating all along, you don't shut down the entire world, but you proceed with masks. You don't have people get on top of each other. And by the way, you're going to see, uh, as a result of the protesting, you're going to see a hot, and I agree with Stephen when he said this, a horrible second wave, in probably in four to six weeks, from all this nonsense that went, went on in New York. People were on top of each other. You can't do that. You have to wear masks. You have to stay away from each other. You don't go in elevators. You don't go on the subways. You don't go on the trains. You don't go to the theater. You don't do any of those things. Can you stay six feet away? Can you hang out outside? Can you go to the beach? Yeah, probably. But this guy DeSantis, he really screwed the pooch on this. And now it's sort of the guys in Texas because they didn't want to make the president look stupid. All right, but, you uh, know, guys. Listen, it off. 
Yeah, listen, uh, it's still out there. You got to be smart. Steve, you still with us? Is, is uh, Schwartz still know, with us? I dropped, you know, this is I, every once in a while a signal drops on my phone, Jay. I have to apologize to Steve. He's going to want to kill me later. That's all right. So I dropped well, uh, him by accident. We, we, I had we'll a call try, back and I couldn't, I couldn't because, glue him in. Because of time constraints, uh, we will just go on with one more. And I'll tell you this much. Um, you know, Rayshard Brooks thing was 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 just terrible uh, in all fronts. There's a lot to the story. You know, we always talk about a lot more of the story. and We get into, you know, how the, if the cops acted in the right way, was it justified? There's plenty of laws in Georgia that people have to understand, including ta- the taser, the taser being a deadly weapon. But, you know, the one thing people aren't talking about is we defund police departments. We take away the anti-crime units in New York City. Uh, we put dollars elsewhere. Uh, we're sacrificing people's lives. I think we lost. We lose Charles. All right. All righty. Uh, guys, Steve and Charles, we have them back, I do believe. And hopefully they'll stay with us the next couple of minutes. Now, listen, guys, we're short on time. Here's my point on the final topic, and that was, you know, when you defund the police, be careful what you wish for. The numbers are up, and they really are. Uh, murders, rapes, thefts, burglaries are all up. And uh, for good reason, because when you take away like an anti-crime unit in New York City, when you when you see what's happening in and around, when you when you point to the police as being the problem, uh, that they are not part of the solution. Well, guess what? Uh, That's what's happening right now. The blue flu and everything else is going to come. You saw what happened in Atlanta with people uh, and officers taking off, calling in sick. Why aren't people talking about one of the biggest problems right now in this country is what I want to know. And I get it. We we have a problem, uh, Steve, a problem of police brutality beyond. I get it. We have systemic racism out there. I get it. But why aren't we talking about what really is a huge problem? When you look at I look at Chicago. I use Chicago, unfortunately, as a template. What happened last weekend? 106 shootings, a record. Last weekend, okay, 14 people murdered last weekend in the Windy City. Why aren't we talking about black-on-black crime? Why are we talking about minorities going against each other here? Where is the leadership? Where are the Al Sharptons of this world and the Jesse Jacksons? Where are they? I'm not seeing it. Big problem right there, okay? Let's stop poking the police departments and let's get real with true discussion here. Schwartzy, give me about a minute. Go ahead. How, how much common sense do you need? You just said it. There's nothing to say. Love the guys in blue. They're the heroes of the, uh, of the world, of the country. We wouldn't have an America. This is our country if it wasn't for the guys in the blue. It's enough already. Stop it. It's a joke. It's not common sense. It's not a black, white, green, yellow, blue issue. It's, it, 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 it's love the guys in blue because the guys in blue are really, really doing the dirty work here. And they're doing it, again, in, in handcuffs, okay? So the, the truth of the matter is there's nowhere else to go here other than, hey, common sense, black-on-black black, uh, uh, crime. Believe me, those guys that are being victimized love the guys in blue, okay? These the guys in blue. Just like the, 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 the white, the, the, the greens, the yellows, the gold. I don't care what color you are. I don't care what culture you are. When, you're, when you have a problem, and there's a real serious problem, the best moment of your life is when that, when, that, when that patrol car comes out, two guys come out in blue to save your life. 
All right? So, you know what? Common sense. There is no leadership, Jay. That's the problem. No leadership. But easy solution, Jay. Easy solution. Look what happened in Seattle. Okay? In Seattle. The one thing I give Trump credit for, he says, give me an hour. I'll clean it up. All right? Meanwhile, someone died, and they couldn't even get the police in there. Enough said. No leadership. Charles, real quick, give me an answer. You get rid of the police. And you, you, if you get rid of the police, you lose control of your country. End of story. Do, do, do we have things to, to address as far as um, better training? Yeah, we absolutely do. Um, is getting rid of the police, is defunding them? No. You train them better. Because what happened in Atlanta, that's a failure of training. That's a failure of screening. That started out okay, and look what happened. This is, this is an endemic problem. It's going to have to be addressed, and it's going to have to be addressed intelligently and not like these, what politicians normally do, which is they throw the baby out with the bathwater. They change everything. They get rid of it. it. That's not the answer. It's incremental change. We realize we have a problem, and we go from there. And it's, it's not a political problem. It is absolutely a, a, real, it's a real training, education, and screening problem thing. in how you manage a police it, department. Here's the thing, the Charles. Country. Let me That's just say this. On the, Brooks, the on the Brooks case, on the Brooks case, there's more to the story, though. And that's why you really have to wait until, you listen, was it a rush to judgment as far as those charges against Garrett Ralph? Absolutely. Should it have included felony murder? No way. Okay? More to the story, law in Georgia is different from other parts of the country. I implore everybody to read it. Now, the all-important Turdy Award, ladies and gentlemen. The bronze Turdy uh, handed out. And uh, the award given to those who have stepped in it last week, the winner, overwhelmingly, is the commissioner of baseball. Rob Manfred wins uh, the week-ending June 15th Bronze Turdy Award. Why? Because he is not a leader. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Still no baseball season. Ironically, we have to go into a March uh, piece of jurisdiction in which he actually has the reins to make a decision. Why didn't he do that in the first place? Who knows? But in essence, Mr. Manfred is the winner. Mr. Walshine, your candidate. Quick. Uh, for this week, I got to give it to uh, I got to give it to Attorney General Barr. Um, try to try to do a, a the switcheroo. And you want to fire a guy, just fire a guy. You want it, and it's like just do it, but don't. He was wishy-washy on this thing. He gets to hire people. His boss gets to hire people. And you want to get rid of Berman, just fire him. Just call, just call it what it is. So he gets my 30 award for just being just being him. Sports, uh, your nominee for this week's Bronster. Well, we, we've got back-to-back commissioners winning that 30 award, which is very impressive. Um, I'm going with Don the Lemon Lemon, uh, the CNN anchor on uh, – on, uh, on, on, on what Donald Trump would call fake news network. Um, I'm not a Donald Trump guy, but I got to take his side on this. This guy is showing uh, 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 riots every single night. People, people are, 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 are marching. He's trying to get to the worst possible story. And, and he never mentions that they're not wearing masks and that they, that they are definitely in violation of whatever coronavirus code is out there. Meanwhile, when Trump had his uh, Tulsa, uh, um, um, whatever you want to call it, um, they also obviously violated it. But, boy, did he point it out step for step. Every moment of, of, of the day, of, of the hour, 
uh, every single person that wasn't wearing a mask. He, he was better off just going right to the crowd, pinned in, and say, see another one, see another one, another one. Listen, this is not fair and balanced. This is wrong. Um, we are the extreme center. Call it the way it is, darn the lemon, lemon. All right, that's uh, that's Mr. Schwartz's pick, Don Lemon. Uh, my hey, pick, I hate, I, I hate to say it, uh, I hate to say it, but I'm going to say it anyway. My pick is Lee Zeldin. I'm sorry. Uh, I know I'm going to get some some static for it, uh, but that's okay because you're a leader. Uh, you have 2,000 people who have died of this virus in the district that you represent, Suffolk County. We should say all Suffolk County. Uh, you have 82,000 people who have come down with this virus, both counties combined, 40,000-plus in Suffolk. Can you at least show a little bit of leadership, please? Uh, be a leader. Wear a mask. You want to go to the rallies? I don't really care. Wear the hat and everything else. doesn't matter to me. You can do that, but do it safely. Show the fact that you do not align the president of the United States with everything that he does, please. Be a leader. Show leadership. Masks will save lives. Save lives, in which the district you represent, sir. Because that optic was a bad one on TV when I saw it Saturday evening. I'm sorry. Laughing it up, yucking it up with a hat on and everything else, please. Wear a mask. Show something. Show a leadership role in a mask. Wear the mask. Damn it. <laughs> Steve? Oh, you're so crazy. I love it. Charles, love it. Uh, always a pleasure, my friends. Always a pleasure talking to the smart guys. Thanks again. We'll talk to you next week. We'll see you next Tuesday. Bye-bye, Jay. Bye, Jay.